Hey guys, and welcome to the first ever episode of Hello Neighbor, a podcast designed to introduce new subcultures by a series of interviews. My name is Jeffrey Christian, and I'll be your host. Today, I am joined by guest Laura Bridenstein. Hello! Laura, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, uh, hi, I'm Laura Bridenstine. I've been a practicing witch for about a year, I would say. Um, I am a freshman at Swasu. I am a psychology major, and I'm a Virgo. <laughs> well, thank you for sitting down with me today. Of course. First off, I want to talk about the history of witchcraft. There's no known origin for this for the witch subculture, but early the earliest recorded story of a witch is found in the book of 1 Samuel in the Bible. This story is about Saul seeking help from the witch of Endor to summon the spirit of Samuel to defeat the Philistine army. So, what is Wicca to you? So, Wicca to me is basically my way to connect with the universe with myself and the universe and nature it brings a lot of positivity into my life it's a good time to just sit down with myself and connect so since we're on the topic of history how did you become a witch and was your family an influence in your decision? Yes, my family was a huge influence in my decision. Um, I have a grandmother who is pagan. She has been pagan the entire time that I have been alive. She used to be Jewish and now she's pagan. So uh, basically like whenever I would get home from school, my grandma would print out like pagan word searches and crossword puzzles and all these kinds of worksheets and stuff. She would give me extra work after school and at the time I thought that was really annoying. I was sick of it but now that I'm looking back she was just like trying to educate me and get get me involved in something. I guess I kind of had a calling since I was young and she saw that in me but I didn't see it in myself so she was like yeah. here try try it out a little bit but I didn't really That's get connected a- with it until recently. That's a big switch, Judaism to paganism. It's really interesting. Two different fields. Yeah. So, in every religion, there is a higher power that we strive to please or to worship. Right. In Wicca, what is that higher power? So, in Wicca, there is the god and goddess, which are represented by the sun and moon. They are a higher masculine and feminine power with the moon being feminine goddess and the sun being masculine god. Uh, Those are basically the higher connections of the universe and there are also lower level connections that you can form which are still you know higher beings but uh, not god and goddess. They are called deities and they can be anything from like Greek gods and goddesses to Roman gods and goddesses to Celtic gods and goddesses. They, um, you work more personally with them. You form connections with them through things like offerings and candles and all that kind of stuff. So 
from my understanding, the God and the goddess is equal. There's no one that's higher than the other. But there is... Sorry. There are people who worship one more than the other. Right. Do you try to keep it level? Or do you tend to worship one more than the other? Um, I think I do feel a higher connection, sort of, with goddess being a woman, being a, a, a female practitioner, I do feel connected to the moon and the goddess, but I do also try to tie in the sun and God and all that kind of stuff. It, it does seem like there's a little bit of an imbalance, but I try not to too much. All right. So we use different tools in our day-to-day life but witches use them for different reasons for instance bells are used for music and brooms are used to sweep the floors um what are some of the ways y'all use those tools so um both of those things are used to kind of get rid of negative energies like if you're trying to be enlightened and positive then you don't want to have those yucky dark energies around you so you basically have like special tools they have to be set aside specifically for using your rituals for engaging with spirit um like you can use any old broom just to literally sweep away any negative energy they're placed like by doors so that can ward off any negative people trying to enter. They get cleansed as soon as they walk in, that kind of thing. Like, especially with doorbells. That's a big thing, too. Okay. So, do you ever use those tools in your rituals, or what are some tools that you may use? Um, I do not use a broom or a bell, but because I don't have, like, my own house, you know, so, like, I don't want to... I live with my grandma, my other grandma, not my witch grandma, but I, I so I don't really want to like shove anything down her throat, you know? Mm. So I, in my own room, I have a special place for my altar, which is where I do my rituals and stuff. And um, I use candles and matches and crystals and seashells and mirrors and, um, herbs herbs are a big deal for that uh my witch grandma has a very special knife that she was gifted because she does a lot of things with like um excuse me like foraging sort of like uh she gathers her own things through like literally in the woods she's so cool (laughs) (laughs) so do you practice solely or have you ever practiced groups with people right um and do you practice every day or is it just whenever it's needed traditionally witches were part of big groups big big groups they were like that was the only way to really practice but nowadays you can get those solo practitioners like me and like my grandma um i do keep it mostly private But there are times in public where I just need to sit with myself and connect to spirit. Like if I'm feeling too anxious or anything like that. Um, 
I have recently I've kind of been slacking I'm not gonna lie getting into finals week <laughs> it's really really distracting from it a lot but I do always keep some crystals on me make sure my energy is clean that kind of stuff just the basics so you were mentioned you mentioned crystals yes so are those a tool to help cleanse negative energy yes yes yes, yes. and do they work for multiple purposes other than that um for me mostly i do use them to like there are okay let me give you a little lesson on crystals there are a billion crystals there are so many crystals they can use they can be used for attracting money they can be used for self-love they can be used for confidence they can be used to heal sickness quote unquote heal sickness so like if I have a headache, I'll put a little sodalite on my forehead. Like, I'll make sure that there's no, nothing, like, any blocks in my head need to be removed or anything like that. Um, I, that's a big one that I carry around, sodalite, because that's also an energy cleanser. Um, malachite is a good one. It can be used to... Okay, so if you're on TikTok and you are on like the witch side of TikTok, then you see all of these videos about Moldavite, 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 Moldavite. Have you heard about Moldavite? I have not. It's like a really, really strong, powerful crystal. It has a lot of energy and it can like, it's one of those things where it will take anything from you. Like if you, if this is not adding anything to your life, people have broken up, people have lost family members. Like it's, Whoa. it's caused a lot of things. So for me, that's too much. I am scared of Moldavite. Yeah. I'm very scared of it, but there's like a, there are a few options to where you can have those lower level energy crystals, but they're still like high power and they can manifest things for you that are a little less severe than like a breakup in a family member dying. Yeah. Malachite is a good one for that. Right. What if is anybody your... wants one. <laughs> so what's your favorite crystal? Malachite. Malachite? And amethyst. Are right. they pretty looking yes, or do you yes. just like their... They are pretty, but I also like the spiritual aspects All of right. them as well. All crystals are pretty. I love rocks. <laughs> so... Recently, you said you don't practice openly at your grandma's house because you don't want to shove things down her throat. Right. Could that aid to the fact that witches are not actually evil? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, like, uh, I don't want, I know that there is like a, um, what's it called? Like a stigma? Is that a, yeah. is that the right word? There's a stigma against the practice of witchcraft and stuff, so... I I try to keep it private, but it's not, like, anything that I'm ashamed of, you know? Like, my grandma can obviously smell the incense that I'm burning in my room, you know? Those things are strong. But it's, like, I don't want to feel like... I don't want her to feel like I'm a Satan worshiper or something like that, you know? Like, because there is that view. So society, as you said, views Wicca as evil. What would you say to someone with these views... And how would you, like, encourage them to be educated? What resources would you give them? Right. Um, I would tell them to not be dumb and to open their mind. Because the only problem 
that we have usually is closed-minded people who aren't educated and haven't actually looked into it. A lot of um, views of Christianity, sort of, I feel like there's a lot of aspects from people who do engage in that religion. They feel like they, they feel like we're a contrast to them. They feel like, like we're worshiping the opposite of what they're worshiping. But like Wicca is, it's just connecting with universe and bringing positivity. Like there's, there's, there's no Satanism going on and Satanism is something completely different from what they think Satanism is usually. So, um, some good resources are, um, books. You can find anything online, anything. Like I, we live in 2021. You can do a Google search. It is not like, it's not hard to find information out there. You just got to look for the right stuff. I just want to thank you for sitting down with me today, Laura. Um, Anything else you'd like to tell the listeners before we end Uh, this session? Blessed be. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll see y'all next week on Hello Neighbor. Bye. Bye.